Award winners, ass kissers. Had they even enjoyed high school? He had to wonder if they thought it was worth it now. He lifted the strap of his messenger bag over his head and started walking toward his car. A few kids turned to stare at him, racking their brains for why he looked so familiar. He nodded at them, kept walking. They'd Google it sooner or later, and he'd be a topic of conversation over more than one study session that night. He pushed open the heavy wooden door and weaved around clusters of kids. Funny thing was, he'd been on this campus before, 14 years ago. A lifetime. They hadn't wanted him then. He grinned. But they sure wanted him now. July 8th, 10.13 a.m., Manhattan, New York, The Benefactor. Today was the day. After months of prep work and interviews and negotiating, today was it. Today, cameras would roll. Heroes and villains would be made. He hoped very much to find himself as one of the former. He reached for his favorite pen, popped the cap off, snapped it back on. He needed to get out of this damn office and on a bike where he could pound away the nervous energy pulsing painfully through every cell in his body, making him twitchy. He hated feeling twitchy. Today he was, no, he became the benefactor. He laughed out loud in his empty office, pictured himself as Trump, pointing, firing. He had way better hair than Trump, and he was about to become as famous. The benefactor. He tried to say it in a deep announcer's voice, imagine the way others would hear it. He reached for his empty coffee cup, put it back down. Twitchy. Damn it. He'd spent way too much time in the past months debating what the kids, or the world really, would call him. The Godfather still held such appeal. He leaned back in his plush leather chair, surveying his office, which overlooked Central Park, with its sharp edges and bold but simple furniture. The lights would dim. He would teepee his fingers under a stubble-rough chin cast a penetrating but somehow sexy gaze into a camera and say with just the right blend of swagger and bullshit, I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Oh, man. Who was he kidding? He weighed a buck fifty sopping wet, sported dark wavy hair that was anything but sexy, and screamed tech nerd without even opening his mouth. Bradley Cooper, he was not. He tossed around the broker, too commercial, the patron, too condescending, the donor, too morbid, sounded like he was giving up a kidney. He'd settled on the benefactor. His secretary, picture a graying chihuahua in knee-high boots and a skirt so tight she had to shuffle, had nodded enthusiastically and rushed to agree that it was perfect, absolutely perfect. His five board members had laced their fingers across bulging bellies, dipped pairs of fuzzy caterpillar eyebrows together, and nodded solemnly, though their throat-clearing and sideways glances were hardly subtle. He knew what they thought about this latest project of his. Screw them. His savvy brain and marketing brilliance had given them those bellies. They could suck this one up. Perfect, announced Yaz when the name was settled. Yaz was his director, a buzz-haired, spray-tanned guy who had flown in from L.A. to finalize the details of the show. The benefactor. I like. Yaz, 
short for Jonathan. He'd made the mistake once of asking about that and got a mind-numbing explanation that involved a grandmother, a motorcycle, and dentures. Had the annoying habit of speaking in two-word sentences and gnawing on the outside of his thumb. I eat. Gnaw. We go. Nash. Too darling. Chomp. But minimalist Yaz had turned out to be rather efficient, culling through the potential candidates with surprising speed, narrowing down the enormous field of applicants to a few dozen. Together, he and Yaz had found their ultimate eight. Eight ideal teens, all about to enter their senior year of high school. Eight desperate kids who needed this one last chance at redemption, a hope for a future. And he, the benefactor, could give it to them. Cue theme music and opening montage. He stretched his jean-clad legs out before him and clasped his hands behind his head.